0: another issue, a focal point with Dr Chris Putney as well. Hi Chris, how are you doing? I am well thanks Gihan, how are you? Good. I think that I am going to be called Dr Gihan Pereira from now on. Fair enough. Even though I don't have a PhD, but this is our podcast, we can do what we like. (laughs) That's right. So Chris, today we are going to be talking about an interesting topic which is about photo sharing, and photo sharing on the internet, and this is something that I find that in the past, working with web design for the last 10 years or so, I find people have a lot of trouble, You know, with putting photos on their own website, they don't understand about photo sizes and lossless stuff and compression ratios and whether they should use JPEGs or GIF and anything like that. And uh, we're going to be talking about a website that makes
1: And so we started taking heaps of photographs of uh, of our child, as you do, especially <laughs> the first one. And uh, what I needed was a way to share those photographs with, or those images, with uh, family and friends. And initially, what I did was to uh, sign up with the Yahoo photo-sharing website. And that became Flickr when Yahoo acquired Flickr. So I moved that stuff across to the Flickr website. So it was really simple. All I needed to do was upload photographs to the Flickr website, one from my camera, and then I could provide a URL from Flickr and send that out to family and friends. In fact, the URL that I provided was a cute little flash application which would show a slideshow of um, selected photographs that I'd uploaded. So it was a really cute way of, um, instead of having to, for instance, and we've talked about this problem in the past, attach images to emails... And then send them out to uh, family and friends just from my from my um, mail client. As we have said in the past, you've got to do things like downsize them because the kind of camera we had was turning out two megabyte pictures. So if I wanted to send ten pictures to people, uh, I couldn't attach ten images straight from the camera. That would have would have been a twenty megs worth of attachment. So I'd have had to have gone and downsize them all, and that would have taken time and effort. It was much simpler just to upload them to Flickr and send out a URL and then people would have a cute slideshow that they could view any they wanted. OK, so so what is Flickr? <coughs> Pardon me. So yes, as you say, it's a photo sharing website. There are quite a lot of them around now. It's one of the most popular ones and it's been around for probably the longest or amongst the longest. And yeah, so you sign up for an account, then uh, you upload your photographs. You can either do that via a web page or there are special little clients you can download and use them as tools from your desktop to upload into your Flickr account. And then once the photos are there, then you can do things like you can annotate them with a title and a description. You can give them a tag, and that's quite an important uh, part of the uh, the whole Flickr website tagging. And uh, then you can start sharing them. You can share them with other people who have accounts on Flickr. As I said, you can send out URLs to family and friends. And um, you can also do geotagging, which is... Associate a tag with a f- with uh, an image, which uh, locates it uh, somewhere in the world as to where it was actually taken, which is another cool cool feature.
0: It is, it is. I, g- I guess we should point out that Flickr is another one of those websites that was invented by somebody who doesn't know how to spell, <laughs> <I think laughs> the, the spelling is like flickr. That's right. .com. Yep. OK, so, now you've got a piece in computer science, Chris, and I can pretend that I have. <laughs> um,
1: isn't this just the same as creating a web page and uploading your photos to the page, and we work hard to do it that way? Well, you can, mm-hmm. but firstly you need uh, a website or a web host to host that web page, don't you? Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing is that it's, it's unique to you, but it's not something that... Uh, that they uh, shared with a community of people, like uh, all of those who have got accounts at Flickr, um, who can share amongst themselves if you want to go and... Uh, and it's also not a one-stop shop, is it? So, for example, I can go to Flickr and I can say, show me all the photographs taken in Perth of swans, for example, and find that quite easily. Um, whereas if uh, you had them on a website, on your own personal website, it would only be your, web- your images that were there. So uh, it's the community aspect, I think, that makes Flickr quite different from individual websites with individual photographs on them.
0: Yeah, I agree. So I just think what you're saying is that even if you do have a website, you should still at least have a look at Flickr because there might be things that you can do with Flickr that, even though you can technically do them on your own website,
1: there are advantages to putting them on Flickr. That's right. Yeah, it's it's that community aspect, I think, which is. Um, which sets Flickr and, and photo sharing websites apart from uh, individual websites.
0: OK. I think you kept on a couple of things you said. One of them was the idea that you've got, um, you call them clients, so little bits of software that you can download to your computer to help you put your photos up on Flickr. Can you just describe how that works?
1: Right. Well, if you yeah, you, in my case, there's a little um, tool that I use. It's a little Java application. I download it from the Flickr website. And then I enter my account details into that client. And then that allows me to um, drag and drop images from my uh, file system into the client and then press Upload, and away they go. It uh, handles sending, them, sending those photographs to my Flickr account. The advantage of doing that, Gihan, is that um, the alternative is that you go to the Flickr website and you come to their upload page, where I think it's about at most 10 images that you can yes. upload at once. So if you've got a large batch of images that you want to upload, it's much easier to drop them into the client, press upload and away they go, than it is to do them in bunches of 10 at a time. Okay, so it takes away, it takes away a lot of that heavy lifting that goes along with managing those big photos, which is what you talked
0: about at the start. That's right, yeah. Yep. And I think part of the reason that websites like Flickr become possible is because people are now more and more using digital cameras, and digital cameras have become much better. And so they're creating these big pictures and uh, they just want to share them, and the Flickr simply makes that process easier.
1: That's right, yeah. Um, And let me just get this right, it is free, isn't it? It's a free service. That's right, it is free. There's also um, a paid for service as well. So the free account comes with certain limitations. So the limitations they place on you are that, you only have access to the most the, the 200 most recent images that you've uploaded. So you can upload as many as you like, but you can only share with friends the 200 most recent that you haven't uploaded. There's also a limit on the uh, amount in terms of megabytes that you can upload each month. I think it's about 100 megabytes. So with my camera, which is about 2 megabytes per image, that's about 50 images I can upload each month. Um, and I think the largest size on each individual image is 5 megabytes. So my camera's never going to come anywhere near that. Yes. So it turns out 2, big, two megabyte images It's a 5 megapixel camera. Um, so those are the limitations. The individual images have to be less than 5 megabytes. At most, uh, 100 megabytes worth of images can be uploaded per month. And at most, the most recent the 200 most recent images that you've uploaded are available for sharing. And the uh, the other thing is that uh, Flickr allows you to organise your photographs into f- photo sets or albums, if you like. And I think you can have at most three photo sets on the free account.
0: Mm, I did to ask you about that, because I remember when you sent me uh, a link to Lauren's photos, it was an album of about, oh, I guess about 30 out of 30,000 photos you've taken of it. <laughs> That's
1: right and you'd picked the top 30 and you'd send me an album with just those in them. Yeah, that's right. So, I, as you say, I've got a, an album that shows all the photographs most of them happen to be, probably most of my photographs the photographs that involve Lauren. Yes, yeah, so I've got a photo set uh, devoted to her and that's the one we can, that's the one that we share with our family and friends. So, yeah, you can, you can have at most three of those, but if you've gone on a particular holiday, you might like to create a photo set of that holiday, for mm. example. So, turning from the the free account, there is a paid for account. I think it's twenty five US dollars a month, so about just over two dollars a month. And so twenty five US dollars a year, is it? Sorry, yeah. So twenty five okay. US dollars a year. Yeah. Um. So that's pretty much unlimited. You can upload as much as you like. You can show as many uh, share as many images as you like. Have as many photo sets as you like. I think the only limitation is that uh, ten mega. Bytes is the largest size individual image that you can have with the paid for account, which is still pretty reasonable. Well, yeah, as 25 US a year is, yeah, like I say, just over two bucks a month, so that's very reasonable for essentially unlimited access. I don't think there are many cameras that turn out 10 megabyte images at the moment. Well, that's what I was thinking. As you were talking about even the free
0: account, you're talking about 50 photos, which is like two. Blog posts with tags, you have know, bookmarks with tags,
1: and you have photos with tags. Can you just explain what that's about? That's right. So, um, as you say, this, this community aspect uh, that, uh, is one of the key features of Web 2.0 websites. Is um, one of the one of the things that is utilised is tagging. So we all upload our images to Flickr, and we all give them tags that, in some way, Describe or provide a set of keywords describing our images. And then we can search Flickr for images based on what, how they've been tagged. So, as I said, if I wanted to find images of uh, swans taken in Perth, then I can use the tagging facility to find them quite easily. Um, so, you know, if I'm interested in that sort of thing, I can find them. And then if I actually wanted to link to them, from a blog or from a website, I can do that as well so it's a good it's a great resource for finding images of you know of particular things. I think the power of that is that as long as you or the person who posted that photo originally
0: put the right tags on there, the power of it is that even though you might think that photos of swans and may not be something that lots of people are interested in. There are some people interested in it. That's right. And the tagging makes it easy for those people, even if they're in
1: the way, way, way minority, to be still able to get access to that information. That's right. Yeah, that's uh, that long tail effect, isn't it? So, you know, as you say, there might only be a few people who are interested in looking at pictures of swans, but they can find them. They, they've they been tagged appropriately, then they can be found on Flickr and similar sites. So, yeah an interesting approach. And that's, that long tail that you mentioned, let's talk about that a little bit, because
0: I think the, it, the, the phrase probably started with Chris Anderson's book, The Long Tail, mm-hmm. where he talks about nowadays, and particularly with the internet, that, uh, which is making it easy to find information. Previously, people who were publishing information would decide what was the most important, so record companies would have a certain number of hits every year, and they would put all their money behind that. Now with the internet, the um, people who are looking for obscure pieces of music can find them because they no longer have to rely on the publisher deciding what's important, yeah. It's uh, as long as they make everything available, with some form of being able to search for it then even the most obscure titles, whether they're photos or music or or topics or niche markets, we were just talking about this before Chris, yeah. um, can be found. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. it puts the power back into the,
1: into the users' hands rather than relying on the publisher to spoon feed them. Yeah, and what I think is clever about it from um, getting back to Flickr's point of view is that work for them to have to do it. They simply provide the mechanism, the tagging mechanism, and then it's the users who actually build this vast database of images that have been tagged. Uh, Presumably people are going to tag things sensibly. And so, you know, all Flickr have done is provided the facility, but the users have actually created that database by uploading photos and tagging them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So do you think there are applications for Flickr for business people as well? I think there are. Well, I, I know there are. Um, an in- it can become a resource for you if you want to have um, images as part of your business website, for instance, mm-hmm. or, or an information product, for example. So one of the other things that you can search for in Flickr is photographs based on how they've been licensed or copyrighted. So. For instance, if I wanted to find um, photographs that have been licensed using the Creative Commons license, which is essentially um, a royalty-free kind of uh, license, then I can do that. I can go to their search page, I can click on the Creative Commons um, um, checkbox, and it'll turn up all the photographs of swans, for instance, that the, uh, the people have licensed for others to use as as they want to. I know there
0: are royalty free websites on the internet. But there's, a, there's a website called istockphoto.com, yep. which I subscribe to and I pay a dollar or $2 every time I use one of their photos. Right. So every time I, not so much I use it, but every time I take one of their photos and then I can use it royalty free. Yep. Uh, and what you're saying here is that Flickr gives me the chance to search for photos that are free to, to
1: license. That's right. Let alone use. Yes, yeah, that's right. Okay. I think it's uh, maybe I was using the wrong term when I sort of compared royalty free versus Creative Commons because I think Creative Commons is is um, the next step, isn't it? Because you you pay for the image when you go to to uh, a royalty free website, don't you? And I, I pay for the image and then it's royalty
0: free. But I think you're right. These photos are also royalty free, yep. but they're even free for the license to
1: to use them in the first place. Yeah. I think there are there are several flavours of Creative Commons. Just looking at the web page at the moment, for instance there are things like uh, you need to provide an attribution for, for example in many cases and some, some ask you not to use them in a in a commercial sense although others say you can use them commercially so there are several flavours of creative commons. <laughs> but yeah, it's a great resource so if you want to get a particular image and use that in a product then you can use Flickr to search for them uh, search for the appropriate licence and um, away you go I think that's really interesting which is worth mentioning that you just talked
0: about the way that Flickr has actual explicit license approval for people to use photos and I know I've come across people who think that any photos they find on the internet they can use unless it says otherwise. Yeah. But actually the opposite is true. Yeah. So if for example you use something like Google Images, which is another way to find images on the internet, yeah. that's fine, but all the images that Google has indexed, just like all the web pages that Google has indexed, are automatically covered by copyright. Yeah. And I think a lot of people don't realise that. They just say, OK, well I found this in Google Images, therefore I can copy it and use it on my website on my PowerPoint presentation and that's just not true. Right. It's the exact opposite. Yeah. So what Flickr gives you as the way you've described it is a is a way to legally get access to photographs that other people are making available, sometimes with conditions, sometimes without. That's right, that's exactly right. Yeah, good. So so, so people can use it not only to look at photos but uh, and to put up their own photos, but also to find photos that they can then use. Alright, there's another aspect that I'm interested in Chris, and it's this whole idea of, I still can't get
1: getting my mind
0: around uploading the big files. Right. One of the biggest challenges that I still see on websites, particularly websites created by non-web designers, Mm -hmm. is the size of images that are shown. Right. So somebody will, I'm sure you've seen sites where there are just huge images appear. Uh, And sometimes the image looks small, but that's only because they've loaded a huge image but shrunk it down to display on the website, but it's still slow to load. Yes. And now presumably Flickr has a way with your photo set, for example, where that album of Lauren that you sent me just seemed to have little thumbnail photos. Right.
1: And when I click on it, I see the bigger version. Is that the way it works? Yeah, it does. That's exactly right. So Flickr have recognised that problem. So when you upload a photograph and you want to share it, they offer the photograph or the image in several sizes, from a thumbnail size up to a full-size image of it. So if you want to just show a thumbnail of an image on a website, then Flickr provides you with a URL to the thumbnail size version of that image. And it isn't no, the full 2 megabyte image, it's only a few kilobytes because it's uh, it's been downrezzed to the appropriate size for a thumbnail. So, so yeah, if you need a small version for that, you right. upload a big one. That's right, so you upload a big one and they generate several versions of it from thumbnail up to full size and then depending on the application in which you want to use that image, you can choose the URL for the particular size you want and it'll be an image of that size, of that particular resolution. You won't be linking to a full-sized version, a 2 megabyte size image. Great. Yeah. Okay. I mean, this sounds like a it sounds like another one of those wonderful tools
0: that's easy, free, or almost free. If you choose to be, um, and I guess because it's got such a big community, you can afford to charge so little. Yeah. Because it's going to get
1: a little amount of money from very many people. I think so. Yeah. I think they also. I'm pretty sure they also. It's owned by Yahoo, and so they Yahoo runs their version of um, Google Ads, <laughs> but the pay per click. Ads um, on their website as well. I think I've, I've seen them occasionally. So that's the other way I think that Yahoo is is, is making some money from from Flickr. Okay, great. So just to finish off, uh, I'm going to ask you what I think is what people should do. But
0: I'm, I'm laughing because I kind of know what the answer yeah, is. is, right. is just go ahead and open up an account and start using it. That's right. Um, is there anything specific that you'd recommend in addition to that? Like, so let's say you open up an account. What, what might you do? Would you suggest that you start
1: by sending family and friends some photos of your family and friends? Yes, yeah, if if that's what you have in mind, if, then Flickr's a, a great way to do that. And I think also we should we should bring to people's attention the fact that Flickr's not the only example of uh, this kind of website out there. Um, you know, there are. I think there's an even more popular one it's called uh, photobucket.com, which I think is pretty much equivalent to Flickr in its capabilities. I'm not sure of the details of whether it offers things like Creative Commons licensing and um, um, those kinds of fine detail features, but uh, it's the same sort of thing. And and I, from what I've heard, it's even more popular than Flickr. So there are quite a few of these kinds of websites out there. Um, another one, Snapfish. Although that's driven that's more about um generating prints from from products that, from images that you've uploaded, so, yeah, so there are quite a few out there but but as we've said in the past, they all offer a free a free service, a free account. there's nothing to stop you from signing up and and having and experimenting with it if you've got some photographs that you want to share, some images that you want to share, then upload them to a, a sharing website like Flickr and give them a few tags. And see, you know, send out the the URL of uh, a slideshow of those images to some family and friends. Excellent. There's, yeah, there's really there, there's nothing nothing really to uh, to prevent you from doing that. Yeah, it just uh, it doesn't take much time at all to do that either. If you can invest an hour
0: of your time, and you can have a very well configured and set up Flickr account in that time. That's right, you can. Yep. Great. Well, thank you, Chris. Uh, I'm looking forward to whatever we talk about in two weeks time, which I'm sure yeah. will be great. Uh, for people who are listening to this and would like to go to the website to find out more about it and to see some of the links to all the websites that we talk about, and to look at previous podcasts, you can go to gihanperera.com forward slash podcast, G-I-H-A-N-P-E-R-E-R-A dot com forward slash podcast, and as I said, you can have a look at um, this one and
1: all the past podcasts we've done. Thanks, Chris. I'll speak to you in a couple of weeks' time. Thanks, Guhan. Talk to you then. Bye in now. Bye.